You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Hello, you're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. I'm Mason Dixon, joined once again by Corey, the Bayou Benders, and this is Habs Nightly, your hub for Habs content. All right, guys, we are back to another episode of Habs Nightly. And uh, my voice is sounding a lot better, feeling a lot better. A lot more excited to be here today. Happy that, you know, we get to uh, record and uh, I'm not sounding like I'm dying. <laughs> but before we get to all that, Corey, how have you been, bud? I'm doing good. I'm loving your energy right now. This is fantastic. Uh, I'm doing good, bud. I'm doing okay. Uh, I came home and a quarter of my house would not turn on. So, uh, the audio got delayed a while while I fixed that. Um, but I'm doing okay. Uh, hopefully I get news on my car soon and I can get all of the stress of that caliber out of my life and back to just big chilling and continuing to watch Habs games and try to get this podcast right, you know, back on the right track. But how are you doing? I'm doing good. Uh, A little fucking exhausted. I can't lie. I'll probably hit the hay the second we hit end on this recording because I had my first clinical uh, day today. So I was in a long-term care facility for 6.30 in the morning working. But I actually loved it. It was it was fucking awesome. Um, you know, obviously there's some dirty aspects to that job, but I I was just really happy to be out there uh, learning. You know, getting new experiences. So yeah, That's it was good. pretty uh pretty good day for me actually. Oh yeah. Um, I secured my Hawthorne Heights tickets the other day, dude. I'm so fucking. I'm calm, but I'm super fucking pumped for that. Just unreal that I finally get to Sam. Might not mean fuck all to you. This is fantastic yeah, no for me. You don't. Do, <laughs> I've do, you, no do you know the band? Do you know the band at all? No. Uh, Ohio is for lovers. Nikki FM, like oh five, oh four, oh five, shit. Yeah, you're missing me. Oh, dude, we'll we'll have to. I'll show you some shit. Uh, I'll send you an emo goodnight playlist. <laughs> emo goodnight playlist. <laughs> no, I've been I've been stuck to the country harder than ever lately. I can't lie. Oh lord. Well, I've been I've been fucking really into Hardy, who does he does like just released an album. Actually, it's like country rock. Mm-hmm. And he's got, it's called The Mockingbird and the Crow. Okay. It's like cool. It's actually like a concept album. It's actually good. He's good. He's the, the song, the, so like the song the album's named after is called The Mockingbird and the Crow. It's like a six minute long country song. 
and the first like three minutes of it are like a typical country song right he's talking all about the mockingbird and then around like the three minute mark it changes and it goes to this like fucking heavy rock song and he starts talking about the crow hmm. it's actually yeah it's pretty cool i like it you it's, know, it's the of, bonnie the bear of country <laughs> kind of like there's just not a lot of not a lot of artists do like concepts anymore in their albums mm-hmm. right? like outside of heavy metal and, and rock like you don't see it a lot so it's cool to see a country well, artist kind of um venture into it my wife she's she's not listening to it as much anymore but you had that new uh kendrick lamar album uh yeah big, kendrick big steppers big yep, steppers like i got her that for uh for christmas i got the you know the double really good the yeah and it, it splits it. So one vinyl is uh, the Big Steppers, and the other one is Mister. I'm blanking on the name of it, but that. In fact, Hawthorne Heights did it too. Three albums in a row. You had uh, Hate, Hope, and uh, Fuck. Of course, I'm, I'm going to blank on the last one. Anyway, but yeah, did a Triple H one. <laughs> No, I, I need to uh, expand upon my my music um, memorabilia. Memorabilia, I would say. I think I have one band shirt. Really? My entire closet, yeah. Actually, I'm wearing it right now. Yeah, I am under my sweater. I'm wearing it right now. I got a, uh, Cleo, a Cleopatric shirt. Cleopatric. That's an interesting yeah. name. Coburg, Coburg band that made it. Coburg band. Okay. Okay. They put out a, I don't know, you might, it's home, the song Hometown. No idea. They're, they, you definitely listen. Like, it's something you would listen to for sure. Okay. But yeah, from my hometown. And they had, they have a song called Hometown. And like the music video is like shot in Coburg and stuff. And it's, yeah, like, you're in the background up. out of Timmy's. It hit like number five. Big number five in like the rock charts when it came out and stuff nice then of course in canada, canada with canadian music laws that means the rock stations just played the shit out of it oh yeah i'm sure it's it's y'all's equivalent of uh fucking donnie dumphy's uh having a time dude just like became the donnie dumphy's always having a time <laughs> where is donnie but, uh anyway into the uh <laughs> The hockey talk. The Habs played the Leafs most recently. Um, and, you know, despite, you know, the fact that we're all in on Bedard, I just fucking love that the Leafs can't can't get a win off. They fucking it. suck! <laughs> We've got two more games against them. Currently 2-0 on the season. Uh, nice comeback win for the boys, though. Uh, that Rem Pitlick OT winner was... Oof disgusting fantastic gross just an amazing shot pitlet coming in with speed off the wing that's what he needs to do and honestly <laughs> i've really i've really enjoyed his game lately i'm sorry yeah no absolutely uh he's been playing uh fantastic um i heard your your roommate just just subtly trying to be <laughs> trying to be quiet with the door <laughs> on the planet yeah. <laughs> Let's get a little WD on that. <laughs> but no, no. Uh, on, on paper, should not have won this game. 
Uh, <laughs> I, honestly, I love that we pulled it out. Shouldn't shouldn't have won based um, on the eye test either. Sam Montembeau absolutely stole. Yeah, which isn't what you want to see, but I thought Doc and Suzuki both had very good games as well. So I'm not too upset by it. Um, Another high nine uh, save versus percentage for this game. Unreal. He uh, docked a .947. He's been on one. To, uh, he's up to 11th in the league in save percentage. Oh, Jesus. You remember in the beginning where we were, like, blown away by that stat? Like, he was just above just about everybody. I think he was the top in the league. Well, um, you know, making more of a case for Kent Hughes and Jeff Gordon's faith in him. Yeah, very true. Very true. Uh, check this. Check this little stat from this game, dude. Uh, Twenty-one giveaways for the Canadians to the seven for the Leafs. Uh, with that being said, we had twenty-three block shots and thirty-one hits to their fourteen. That's crazy. <laughs> we were no, playing. I that, you can't say the Habs deserve to win that game. No, but... four penalties too. Jesus. You know, it's a win against the Leafs, so I'll take solace in that. That night we all won. Yeah, no. Um, <laughs> I guess the big question comes, I know we kind of had it formatted differently, but I think it, it flows better, so we'll talk about it. Blow it out. Um, it does lead the question, you know, we saw what happened at the Habs' first game without Cole Caulfield. Individually, Kirby, by the way, Kirby Doc's a center. He looks he's so been fantastic. How Just crazy is it that he, in, in the same season, though, we've seen two sides of him that have just been like he can stay in that role and we'd be totally he is so much better. That. I know he's, <laughs> he's great as a winger, but he is a fucking centerman. Yeah. He just see the way he plays when he has the puck on his stick, he needs to have the puck on his stick. And it's I, it's I, unfortunate, Montebo. I'm not Montebo, uh Monahan. Monahan's not here right now. So with but that being said, like this is giving him that opportunity where he he wasn't having it at that time and he's running with it. Um he's is just continuing to showcase why he's a guy that needs to be a very um sought after looked at glue piece for this team. You know, absolutely. I think Monahan's play for a lot largely did uh, contribute to a lot of those games we were stealing near the start of the season. And uh, it sounds like he's back to uh, contact and practice. So hopefully he's back here soon enough. Um, not just for what he can provide, you know, for other players, but also, you know, for the value, see if we, like you said, we can trade him at the deadline. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was going to kind of, it's kind of concerning and you have to be concerned if you're Jeff Gordon and can, Ken Hughes, you know, like that's not NAS that you want to retain past the deadline. I don't think Sean Monahan is going to have a future here as much as I, I appreciate That's unfortunate, but yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and that wrong wrong said, time type to, of thing. Yeah. Back to going. The, the main topic. Um, it, I am curious to see how this team ad- adjusts to life without Cole Caulfield. Um, Suzuki, for sure, it'll be difficult um slavkovsky caulfield looks like gallagher are all out for the season you know as mm-hmm. rightfully they should be if they're injured let's not risk it okay yeah, this isn't the season to do that but in saying that 
I want to see opportunities for guys like Yelonen, who has looked great in his, this current NHL stint. I hope he never goes. I don't think Yelonen, if he keeps playing the way he's playing, should never go back down to the AHL. I think he's looking phenomenal. Uh, Rafael Harvey Pinard, um, looking <laughs> pretty fucking good too. Scored a goal. I know Marty St. Louis absolutely singing his praises uh, today in the press conference, mm-hmm. talking about how he's you know absolutely can be an NHL player. So that's an opportunity for him as well. And we've also heard um, recently today that the Canadians plan to sign Sean Farrell and Emil Heineman after their respective seasons end. So after the NCAA season ends and after the Swedish league ends, they will probably be joining the Montreal Canadians or at least Laval. Um, I would assume, I would assume Farrell uh, for sure. And Heineman also get NHL opportunities. I I think Farrell definitely has a stronger case. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the way the Habs should do it. We saw that's what they did for Cole Caulfield uh, when he was coming out of college, uh, signed those last uh, few games of the season, um, or went to the AHL first, which we could see with Farrell. Had, you know, what did Caulfield do? Like three goals in two games in the AHL, then came up. Mm-hmm. Had his NHL stint, <laughs> 10 games, four goals, five points, did decent. Um, that's a similar thing we could see for Farrell. And Farrell, by the way, is after having a very slow start to the season, fucking lighting it up at Harvard right now. 29 points in 19 games. Already surpassed his uh, career high last or like freshman season last year of 28. On a tear. I think he's fourth in the league in scoring something ridiculous in the entire NCAA. He's just on an absolute tear and uh, a great player the Habs could add. Uh, left winger, you know, get on the wing with Doc Suzuki, see what they can make happen. And I'm excited. You know, it gives Habs fans something to look forward to. No, absolutely. Um, if you remember Cole Caulfield's final season with um, Wisconsin was like that a little slow start went to world juniors came back and just put on a fucking clinic. Uh just one one more one more thing. Uh Josh Anderson, three goals in his, you know, in three games. He's kind of found his place. I felt with the news of Caulfield, you know, not coming back, a lingering injury. I think they did the right thing. I'm sure he doesn't want, you know, it was the right call, you know what I'm saying, but he was having a monster year. Um I honestly thought that Yessi Yelonen was going to get that top spot and we'd get a chance to really see him um, get that challenge. Uh, we didn't see it, but we have a, a resurging kind of Josh Anderson right now, uh, which is at a really great moment because if you could get something back for a power forward, the unicorn, as you'd call it, I think this would be tremendous. And, and if he can stay at, at just a, a monstrous pace right now, it would do nothing but good for us. Um, I'd like to see, see what uh, what Farrell does if he gets his chance up. Um, Heineman, I haven't seen a lot on, but I liked your comments a little earlier uh, with Cole Caulfield, you know, injured reserve with Galley, with Slavkovsky. The right move is to bring up the youthful guys and let them get their shot, uh, especially the guys that are burning up 
right now, um, which kind of leads to uh, Matt Drake had made a comment on his last um, bottom six minutes about, I think it was on the bottom six minutes, or it could have been one of his last uh, articles about using an emergency call up to bring Joshua up. And I wanted to know your comments on that. No, um, fuck. Like, you want to know what I think about what he said or about the call no, 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 about, about the call up, like, like that move. Like, do you think that we should? I, I'm not okay, going to say it's a yeah. rush for Joshua because he's two. This is like what two seasons I in a row where he's been Craig unreal. Button, Craig Button recently did a piece, um, or Marco D'Amico, uh, for a month, the yeah. I'm trying to think who does he write for. I think it's the Gazette. I think it's the Montreal Gazette. I apologize if it's not. Anyway, did a piece. Or no, sorry, it's Montreal Hockey now. My bad. (laughs) Uh, Did a piece talking about some uh, comments that Craig Button said, and particularly he was talking about Hudson. But on on Joshua, he said that you know Joshua has gone from a a player, you know that was had a long shot at the NHL to a guy that is absolutely going to get a chance that he will play NHL games. Like what if he's going to get that opportunity for the team. Mm-hmm. So whether that comes now or comes in the future, it, I'm not too sure, be, but I will say it is going to happen. Joshua will play in the NHL. Um, then he also went on further to elaborate and say he has done everything he can in the QMJHL. Now, if he was in WHL or even the O, I still, it's a little different because the leagues are more competitive, but you could absolutely still argue that he has done everything he can in the CHL. He's gone to a Memorial Cup. He's on a on track to push for the President's Cup right now um, with Sherbrooke, who are a stacked team. Yeah, I think it's fair to say that Josh Wall has done everything he can. So I'm inclined to say, yeah, he deserves a, he deserves an opportunity, but I don't I wouldn't put money on it to be honest. That the Habs use the emergency call up on Josh Wall. Now, what if we were to lose another significant center? Would you see that happening? Like right now? Well, Josh Wall's not a center. Jesus, it has it had it. I have him listed right here as a center. Um, no, he's thanks a, uh, elite he's prospects. He's a winger. Yeah, position W slash C. Um, he's a winger, and for that reason as well, I think if he's a center, the odds are even slimmer, just because the mm-hmm. nature of the position, the way the Habs play with their centers, they never, almost never start out of the gate at center with their young guys. Just traditionally, even Suzuki started on the wing. Right. Okay. Um, well, that's fair. Um. Okay. But in the fact that he is a winger too, when you have guys like Farrell coming soon, Yelonen's already here. Harvey Pinard. You have Alex Belzeal, Michael Pazetta. You have guys. Anthony Richard, Xavier Simono is in the AHL. You have guys that you can call up. So. So let this kid continue. Who's on pace to match his high which was I last year like i think that josh wall has done absolutely everything he can in the chl do i think he's going to benefit much from staying there no 
Not really. I think you'll see Joshua in the AHL when the if you know Sherbrooke loses early or when the QMJHL season finishes. Right. So However, he is 19. He can go up. Uh, let's say they get knocked out and there's still games playing for Laval. He can come up. Yes. Okay. Well, well the AHL's the AHL's age age limit is 18. What usually stops players is the CHL agreement. Uh-huh. But what but this is his final year of junior. So once it's over, oh, perfect. he's free to okay. awesome. So yeah, so okay, so so then that's not that bad because then it's not really nothing's really holding him back other than there's a line of people in front of him, but he's not like sitting and just like he's gonna get a chance to go up. It's not like he's been sitting in the A and he's way too good for the fucking A and he's just waiting for his turn. He still has a chance to move up into something that's more high paced and will get him that much more ready for the NHL uh, if there's, you know, if they see fit that more people are, are going to be in front of him in that line. Yeah. Well, he's uh he's on pace right now. I mean, last year was his uh, unreal year with 51 goals, 119 points. I mean, he's 31 games in. Uh, he's got 23 goals for 53 points right now. Um, he's more or less still on that pace to, to do – relatively close to the same thing as he did last year so uh kudos to him i hope he uh i hope he continues to thrive then um but i do i do like that we're we're losing you know obviously our first overall pick and our highly touted offensive you know monster i love that we're bringing up these guys that are just burning up and just itching to to show their worth now. And uh, I have, I have yet to be unimpressed and I'm going to piggyback. Yes. So uh has done everything right. And uh, it would be a shame to, to see him go down because I don't think he's done anything. I don't think he's done anything that would be deserving of that. I think he's pretty close to solidifying a spot on this team and maybe forcing out one of these older guys. No, I would agree. I think Yelonen's been amazing. My water. Um, yeah, I think Yelonen's play. I think, I think he's deserved to be up here longer than he has, to be honest. But I think he's here to stay. I really do hope so. Um, you know, at the bare minimum, I he would absolutely be starting the season with the team next year. I think he's earned it now. Mm-hmm. Especially with the way the season is going. But uh, before we continue, uh, I think we have a word from our sponsors. Absolutely. Uh, Jesus. For NHL. God damn it. For NFL teams, two conference championship games, and only a few more shots to win big on the playoffs with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, counting down to Super Bowl 57, New customers can bet just $5 and get $200 in free bets instantly. You're not a new customer. You can feel the conference championship thrills with stepped-up same-game parlays. Take your shot in an even bigger NFL payout and boost your winnings with each leg you add up to 100%. Uh, There's fucking, what, two games left, Mason? Uh, Not going to lie. The Bills Bengals game wasn't as good as it was last year. Uh, but the snow games are always the best. But uh and fuck the Cowboys. But that that being said, you got 
the Eagles, and you got Purdy and the fucking no, dude, you can't you can't say that. Josh Allen's a dog. Fucking, fucking Dolphins fan. Fuck the Bills. Josh Allen's a dog. You know what I'm saying? Should have known. <laughs> These Bills fans are so fucking delusional. No, they they're not. Known. When 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 the Dolphins almost beat them with their third string fucking quarterback, they should have knew you, they were in trouble. You knew the Bills weren't real. You knew. <laughs> Whatever, man. They they're 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 due. Okay. They're due. But anyway, they're not due this fucking year. So, yeah, so you got the Eagles versus the 49ers, which I only like Purdy. I don't like the 49ers. I'm okay with the Eagles. I think the Eagles are going to surpass them. Um, And then your other game, I mean, fuck, dude. You got the Bengals versus the Chiefs. Whoever wins that game's probably taking it all. I got the bunny on the fucking Bengals. I want to see fucking Joe Shiesty run it down. I want to see him. I don't know. Cigar Bob one more time. Okay. Joey Cigar. I don't care. Uh, you got any predictions? Predictions? Who you want? You want the Eagles uh, Bengals? You want you want fucking Chiefs Bengals? I don't think the Chiefs got it anymore. I think they do. Uh, I think Mahomes has it, but I don't think the team's ready for it. So what? what's the, the possible Super Bowls? It's... it's either. Well, okay. So you got Bengals, Chiefs. And then the winner of that will take on the winner of Eagles. So it's either – yeah, okay, I see, I see. Um, fuck, I don't know. I don't really care. It's, it's Bengals-Eagles, and if anything else, it's Bengals-49ers with a miracle season by Purdy, who's only started seven games. You know what? I'm going to just root for the 49ers. Gross. Because Christian McCaffrey has been running on behalf of all white men <laughs> for about six years or however long. Six? How about how about longer than that, dude? Fucking... I don't think it's longer. No? Dude, I feel... He's he was definitely with Carol. He was definitely with... Seven. This is year seven. I was going to say... He's definitely been with Carolinas before. Well, regardless, he's been the best running back in the league and running on behalf of all white dudes, basically just <laughs> proving that not all of us are unathletic. So I'm going for I'm going for McCaffrey. Okay. Okay. Let's see when we get a corner back in the game. But uh, but anyway, download the draft. The the <laughs> no, so that, that's why I said I was like, I wait think, till we get. Up. I think there was <laughs> one last year. No shit. Where yeah. is he? He's a dying Probably breed. The practice squad. <laughs> He's a dying breed. Anyway, download download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code THPN. New customers can bet five dollars on the conference championship and get two hundred dollars in free bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with promo code THPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See the show notes for details. All right, Mason, we're back. Uh, <laughs> um, you know what? I do like McCaffrey, uh, but so does like every Southern white guy. That's just like, oh fuck yeah, he's he's a, he's a tight guy. Same thing with with uh, Bosa. Now, oh, now you're making me. Now you're making me sound. Like I'm associating with the crowd that I just want to acknowledge I am not associated with. 
<laughs> it's just funny because like I see like all my like you know like you go to Thanksgiving they're like all right you know that that guy's got a lot of grit <laughs> it's just a typical like white you know like insert white player he gets this type of role you know uh anyway <laughs> Jesus Christ where where are we going um uh, I have know, no idea where you were taking that no 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 I I no I meant like where are we going in the in the fucking in our outline oh, um so just to kind of end things off here um some shitty news in a realm of Habs and just hockey as a whole um Vox was it Vox Media yes decided that in order to save a couple bucks they're going to slash all their underpaid hockey writers. So that's all the SP Nation sites. Uh, Habs, Eyes on the Prize being one of them. Now, I hmm, I can't even begin to sort of paint the picture or even really appreciate the dramatic loss of hockey talent in the sense of talking journalism that was lost uh that the whole hockey community lost as a whole um with this decision i think it's incredibly stupid the amount of traffic that i know habs eyes on the prize alone drew like weekly monthly is ridiculous they were even tweet i, I saw a tweet like they broke their all t- the all-time records on the site and stuff just shattering it. Um, I know personally, uh, Habs Eyes on the Prize was huge in motivating me. Um, all through high school, when you know, when I really started to get, I've always been a diehard Habs fan, but you know, to start a podcast and be as involved, to know every player, to know every prospect, Eyes on the Prize helped me do that. Um, they did, you know, they did their series with the prospect rankings and they would do in-depth pieces on this player and that player and talk about this. And for, you know, a 14, 15 year old kid, that was, you know, that was gold. Like the amount of time I spent on that website is ridiculous. Um, and I did make a tweet about it. So I guess I'm kind of covering it again here, but uh, for those of you who, if you've been around for a while, I don't know how many of you there are, but the very first um, guest that was ever on this show before Corey, before even you were here, was Scott Matla of Eyes on the Prize. Um, so yeah, we have deep, deep, deeply connected and seated roots uh, with the guys over there. Matt Drake, of course, who we love here um who was a great just one of the, i think it might be our best guest ever um definitely yeah and to see you know something that they nurtured and they built get torn down by some guy in a suit that's never heard of it is just heartbreaking to say the least so just kind of to pay homage to eyes on the prize, because honestly, this podcast would never have existed without any of the work that, you know, the countless people over there did and will continue to do, I'm sure. 
Um, and I'm sure that we'll be here promoting whatever um, they choose to do and continue because, you know, it, it's, it's good journalism. It's great content. And there's, you know, the platform in which we consume it may change now but um if they choose to continue they will absolutely have a supporter in me absolutely um when me and mason's first started doing this together um you know i was covering i had covered two different teams and um i was just so thankful to be a part of like the one team that i wanted to be a part of with uh, someone I thought I I worked very well with, and I just wanted to make our podcast better. And one of the first things I asked, um, as far as trying to keep up with, you know, what the South won't give me, you know, and it was Mason sending me a link to Habs Eyes on the Prize. And, you know, four years ago, I had first discovered this fucking website that, you know, if there was things I was confused on or just didn't, it wasn't being covered by local anything down here or just, you know, like whatever I could get, um, I could find it there. And then um, having Matt Drake, who I absolutely look up to and I don't care <laughs> uh, how old he is, you know, if, if we're close in age, like just his professionalism, um, you know, I, I, in our interview, I definitely sat back and let Mason do a lot more of the talking because I was just so, uh, I felt overwhelmed, you know, um, I felt stupid a little bit. Um, it's just, I just looked up to these guys because they, they literally did like pirate radio and turned it into this Mecca for Habs content. And just, just to feel like, you know, like we were even just a percentage of, of, you know, just that. And it was due to this great, you know, congregation of a website that could give you everything. If you were, if you just needed, you know, if you wanted to be a fan, especially like a fan like me, that's just far away. It felt like a, a great hub. You know what I'm saying? Cause NHL will only do so much. This like felt fan made, you know, it's not like, you go to montrealcanadians.com and it's like associated with the NHL. Like this was straight up for fans by fans. And it just felt so comforting, you know? And um, I know Matt Drake is like the main guy and well, uh, not main guy. I mean, uh, in my statements just now, but there's so many people that contributed to this and, um, uh, I hate that it's being ripped from under them. And for the guys that, you know, started this and, and this has been like their brainchild for, for 10, 10 years. Um, my heart goes out to them to have it ripped from under you like that is, is gotta be demoralizing and, you know, empty, empty feeling. But if you were capable of doing this, you still have the traction. Um, I think they, these guys can definitely create another safe haven and do it independently and it, it would just you know prosper that much more and it, it you know will it will vox you know lose out sure they won't see it maybe financially but they're they're losing like some diehard fans in a community that these people built that is just going to move on because they felt that it wasn't meeting their quota and 
I, I know I can feel that with my job right now. And I just felt that this was probably a lot of their, you know, safe havens from getting out of, you know, the scums of, of work and to, to do something that felt like a good hobby, you know, something they wanted to do. And it, I just hope that, you know, everyone that, that was affiliated with it, um, can take their time that they need and then get back into just, you know, continuing to give the Habs community some of the best insight analysis content possible. And we'll do everything we can to promote them and, you know, push their shit because uh, they were, they were dealt in injustice. Oh, absolutely. Unfortunate. Yeah, I, I spoke to Mason before this about the last uh bottom six minutes and uh it was tough. I'm not gonna lie, it was tough. I, I, I just just hearing Matt Drake uh you know just kind of say his piece was was unfortunate, you know, it was very unfortunate. I, I loved listening to it um at lunch or before, you know, on my way home trying to prep myself for an episode, whether or not I remembered any of it, you know, it was just to get yourself hyped up. It, it, it's like the perfect pregame for a Habs fan. And now we have to, you know, wait till they can come back together and give her something again. So. Yeah. Like, I don't think there's too much more uh, we can say to that, but just, you know, appreciate all the work they've done and excited to see what they uh, do in the future. So. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I think that's kind of covered most of what we were trying to talk about today, though. Um, did you have anything else you wanted to add before we sort of? I got something because the mood's a little, it's a little tough. I want to lighten it up a little bit. Okay. So my sweet mother, Ramona Fleetwood, um, is, is, is learning, uh, the cell phone, you know, the smartphone, yeah and uh she's she's been on facebook and all that stuff and now she's like getting big into like watching all like the the videos and shit on like full blast and it's just dumb and ignorant but like she's just like she's definitely like you know getting into it she just picked up talk to text and it has been some of the funniest shit i've ever seen in my life okay she sent me today just pull it up um she normally asks me if i want dinner like an italian you know she she's always making sure that i'm fed and that's why i'm so big um when she texts me today on my way home let me pull it up mom all right so now she's she's using talk to text right she's got the most ignorant accent too uh i made some pasta fuck orla <laughs> Oh Lord. She said that she made some pasta fajo. Uh <laughs> so she fucked that one up and then it goes on to her trying to fix it. You know what I'm saying? So now I'm getting more ignorant and more more and more ignorant shit. That's like it's like her like not realizing that it's still uh like trying to write down what she's saying. So I'm getting like a lot of ums and uh, what the hell. And then I get Frank, what's happening. 
which is my stepdad. <laughs> so I got this big thread of like my mom not understanding how to turn it off. So I got this paragraph of her just like losing it, you know, like completely oblivious to what's happening. Um, but yeah, she just made some pasta fagio. She wanted me to hassle. But yeah, that's it. Sorry you didn't laugh, Mason. I thought you'd find that funny, but your your parents are a lot younger. No, sorry. I maybe maybe there's some people out there that are like that's I I, that's I nice. do I'm just fucking tired, bro. I can't lie. <laughs> that's all right. Well, look, that's it. That's it. I'm going to see Hawthorne Heights. Mason, send me that band from your hometown. Um, I'll send you some music and we'll uh, we'll start bringing the music back up in the show. Um, but I'm done. I have nothing else to say. Uh, long live Habs Eyes on the Prize. Take us out, Mason. All right. Thank you guys once again for stopping by, taking the time to listen to us. We appreciate all the support. As always, you can find us at the Bayou Benders and at Habs Nightly on Twitter. And we look forward to seeing you guys again soon. That'll be it. Take care easy. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at the hockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from.